You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood and Ruth Petrolippi. We're here to talk about self-confidence. We're going to be talking about mindset and really enjoying your business. And I think that this is one that everyone really needs right at this point where we've been giving you lots of information about how you can use social media, how to show up, how to focus on your brand. Actually, there's probably quite a lot going on behind the scenes that we need to talk about. And I really invite you to ask your questions to Ruth because I know this is going to be a really supportive and informative session. So hi, everyone who's joining us live. I can see lots of you jumping on. Let us know if you're watching this live or you're here on the replay. Um, Ruth, it is so lovely to meet you. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing so well and thank you so much for having me here today. It's lovely to meet you as well. Joe. I know, and it's my first time meeting you, so it's been lovely to meet you. Oh, no, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us today. Um, Ruth, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your background and what you do? Oh, it's a big story there. (laughs) I'll give you the potted down version. Um, Yeah, I'm 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 currently an empowerment coach. Uh, I'm also what's called a soul activator. Um, And I'm kind of helping and working with business owners um, to really get clear and focused on how they want to build their lives out to feel aligned with what they're doing in their work, in their private lives, and kind of having really balance and alignment across their whole life, which many of us really don't have um, due to a lot of limiting beliefs, past traumas, um, and just kind of stresses and strains of everyday modern living and how the kind of brain works and things. So I've kind of, I've suffered a lot in my past with self-sabotage, a lot of kind of imposter syndrome, which I know we're going to be discussing. Um, And basically I, my whole world changed when my dad passed away and um, it sent me on a journey of kind of inner discovery. And I realized that I had been just kind of living my life just not with enjoyment, not with love, just by going, you know, in in constant anxiety, really. Um, So in order for me to have changed my life, it took a complete catastrophe to happen. But with that catastrophe, I've built myself up from the ground up, really connecting deeply within my inner um, self, my higher power, whatever you want to call that, whatever that is for you, um, and now working from that, and how that has kind of completely changed my life and put me in a position now where I'm serving others, I'm helping others, and I've got an enjoyable business, and really just to kind of help others. That's kind of where I am, um, and I'm here today really just to kind of answer any questions that people have around that. That's that's so amazing. And I know, you know, um, me and you met before because we were both being coached by the same coach. And actually, I mean, we bumped into each other in a in a beautiful villa in Marbella at a party night. I mean, it sounds so cosmopolitan and wonderful, but it really was. And and that's how that's how we met. And and we've stayed connected and friends since. And and I, too, lost my dad and um I didn't actually come to you for that, though. I don't. And it was funny, isn't it? It was. And that's sometimes what we don't realize. We don't realize what things are holding us back, what things, what traumas that I, I hadn't even started to process it. You you helped me to start processes. And, um, and like you said, I love that what you do is you hold a space for people to just have that conversation. And, and you know, me and Zoe, 
we spend time helping others and serving others and and sometimes we forget that we need that space as well for ourselves and and when you're maybe you're a mum or you're a wife or you're you know you're a daughter sister whatever it is and you have all these hats to wear and sometimes we forget that actually we need that time for us and to really work on what what we need to work through to be able to take that next step forward. And and you really, really helped me to do that. And then we went even further back and we found even more trauma. I mean, I had a lot of trauma to get through, but you were amazing at helping me unlock those things and then help me move forward. And I really do feel like there's been so many weights lifted and shifts that I've had. And um, my inner dialogue has changed a lot as well, which is a massive thing to accomplish because we don't realize that actually, I mean, sometimes I'm, we're going to speak about the fear of becoming visible because what other people will say, but actually a lot of the time is what we're saying to ourselves. That's the most damaging. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, for years, I remember like building up like in my most formative years, I would spend hours talking to myself in the mirror and saying such bad negative things. And when you hear that, it's like all of those those negative um, affirmations, because they are essentially, as we can have positive affirmations, we can have negative affirmations. Um, and I don't think I said in the introduction, but obviously how I worked with you and how I tend to work with clients, as well as being an empowerment coach and soul activator, how I get the best of that from people is through hypnotherapy. And I know that can be sometimes quite scary for people, but actually it's not a scary process. It's really just about relaxing that person and getting them into um, a state where they're able to kind of quiet their minds and go back and, and understand the points in their life which could have caused them to have these limiting beliefs in themselves. Because I can, and one of the biggest things I'll say, it doesn't have to be complicated like any of this. We hear so many people talking about it and it sounds so complicated of how we change our mindset and figure things out. But always it will come down to a core belief. And that core belief is usually that we've had it instilled in us that we're not good enough to do something. And if we're able to understand where that core belief has come from, we're able to then go through, we're able to process that, we're able to make peace with it, um, and then we're able to move forward. And it just doesn't bother us anymore. Like, you don't even think about it anymore. It's gone, it's processed, it's dealt with. Um, So it's a very gentle way of healing. It is, you know, it's not kind of like taking over somebody's mind, but it is an amazing tool to to use for people to be able to move forward from those limiting beliefs. I have to agree. I mean, when I I got trapped in a quite a negative mindset after my daughter was born, who is four now, and I had some hypnotherapy. So I was like, I, I actually, I don't know why I had some hypnotherapy. I was talking to the lady and she said, oh, I've overcome this fear of flying. And then I, and she'd retrained as a hypnotherapist because she was like, I didn't think there was any science here. And, but she was like, I, went, I looked into it and actually it's really scientific. And I, I decided I'd retrain. And um, and then I sort of spoke to her and I was like, well, actually, I'm like feeling quite anxious at the moment and perhaps we can have some sessions together. And, and we did. And what it turned out was that I was telling myself some really negative things. I, I got I'd actually it was like I was a stuck record, I suppose, focused in on what if, if this bad thing happens. And. Uh, oh, dear. Zoe's Zoe's wife, I seem to have dropped out. I was worried no, sometimes my Spanish internet can be a bit bit difficult. No, your Spanish internet is okay. It's the Welsh internet at the moment. No worries. Um, 
yeah so and yeah so I, I what she said there a stuck record of you yeah. saying to yourself these things and and especially so we're in a very vulnerable state when we are starting a new business so lots of our bookkeepers would have taken a big leap of faith to retrain lots of us don't start out on this journey because um, and we want to change that. We want people to become bookkeepers when they leave school. But usually it doesn't happen that way because of the there's a bit of a, a stigma and a bit of a it's got a bit of a bad name, really. It's a bit oh. fuddy duddy. It has. It's got, a, it cut, you know, you think about it. It used to be the the wife of the uh, um, the wife of the brickie, she was the bookkeeper for the business. Or, you know, it was like the little woman in the corner would do a little bit and and tinker along and get things going. But the whole industry has completely changed with the use of software and AI and things like that. We are now becoming advisors and we're able to, you know, add so much to people's businesses. But this has all changed. And so we now, we study and we go and do our qualifications. And that was already like, oh my goodness, I'm studying. I'm studying around the children, I'm studying around the dog. I'm studying around health commitments, life things. And that's that takes a big leap of faith. And then you get qualified and you're really proud of yourself. And you're going to actually then start, um, I'm going to add Zoe to the stream. Hello. Um, and then you're going to start a business. Um, and most people think and to be honest the studying that we do we tend to do is setting you up for employment um lots of the studying is setting you up to be part of a firm to do this job in a firm so this is why me and zoe were like we're going to set something up to help bookkeepers set up in business because it's hard enough yes you've got the skill set you know what you're doing but it doesn't mean you know about branding marketing sales ideal client pricing all of that stuff, you know, how to outsource and scale your business and take on a new employee, all of that. So that's what we decided to do. Yeah, but yeah. for somebody to learn all of that and to be working and maybe they've got money, you know, financial commitments, they need to get earning money and they need to get out there. And this is why we're doing Social Media Confidence Week. You need to tell people that you can offer these services. But a lot of us have that that little devil on our shoulder telling us all the things, all the reasons why we shouldn't. And sometimes we have the best of intentions from family and friends. I was saying last night, my mother-in-law, after I posted five days in a row, went, I think you should calm it down now. Like maybe, maybe not do it too much. And she didn't, she doesn't mean anything, but like she doesn't understand how it works. But, and she wasn't being horrible. She just, she was embarrassed for me because of her insecurities. That's all it was. It was whatever she was saying. So how do we start to overcome and stop and start talking to this voice and quieten it down a bit or hopefully flick it off our shoulder and get rid of it? Yeah, it's it, and it's been a fascinating process because in amongst obviously helping other people, I've gone through this process myself and I used to have the noisiest mind ever. I mean, it was just, it never stopped. It never stopped. I was like, how? I was the person like you. I remember when we spoke and you said you couldn't meditate because you just got nervous and things. I was the same. I couldn't close my eyes because everything would start coming in. Um, so I've gone from that to now being in such a state where I can drive a car for half an hour. And you know how your mind wanders when you're driving a car to not thinking about anything, literally nothing, just eyes on the road and driving past. And it's the most, the most, if I could give you any massive piece of advice today, the most powerful state to be in is to be in that state where you can quiet your mind because at that point you can do anything. 
I mean, just for our business alone, and I'm not saying this to, to brag or to say anything, but I went from being in a situation where um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't confident in, in marketing myself. I was all over the place, like mixed messages, to, you know, like a year, 18 months later, being able to go out and offer million dollar offers to people. And that I couldn't have done that unless I had quietened the demon on my shoulder. Now, it's very easy for me to say, and people would be like, well, that's very easy, Ruth, you know, <laughs> like, you know, great, I'll just do that. But obviously, in practice, it's more difficult, and it takes a bit of time and a bit of, and a bit of practice, but everybody can. And I think the thing that I can say to people is make it your daily practice. Like, we all decide we want to go to the gym, or we want to do our business strategy, or we want to, you know, a million other things that we should be doing, and we don't prioritize prioritize our self-care and what we need to do and you need to make that number one of your day like before anything else because that will then give you the momentum to be able to do all the other steps that you need to do and for it to be enjoyable because that's the other thing it has to be fun and 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 it can be fun it's not therapy you know it doesn't have to be all oh, therapy I have to sit here and cry and think about all the terrible things you know it's a journey it's a life journey and it can be so enjoyable and so awe-inspiring when we start to actually understand that we hold so much power within us but we don't listen to ourselves we listen to everybody else but we don't listen to ourselves fully we listen to the bad part but not the good part mm -hmm. so really it's about quieting the mind and not giving space to the fear because that's all it is and all it's trying to do, it's a, it's a natural state. The body, the human body, the human mind has to, has to protect us. That's, that's its function. That's its one job. Um, and so it will do anything it can to keep us back, to keep us safe, to keep us not from moving forward. It's a threat response, you know, that, that kind of stems over from, from you know, times, um, you know, cavemen times and things when we really did need that stuff. But we don't, as evolved beings now, we really don't need that stuff, not for our daily lives, you know. Um, so it's about keeping that space clear and not letting those thoughts grow. So if we can fill that space with as much positivity as possible and get control on that space, then that's the key to being able to push those negative thoughts out and then not let them grow. How would you start that? Would you start off, because as, as you know, Ruth, I... I, um, I've got some lovely hypnotherapy things from yourself, which I um, can listen to and relax to, but, um, I do like the thought of, so just now actually it's quite funny because before coming on to here, we've been back to back and I had about 15 minutes to have a bit of lunch. So I made a bit of lunch and I made a conscious decision to go and sit in my garden in the shade with my lunch and leave my phone. Now that is about as most that's about as most self-care that I get in a day. If I decide to leave my phone alone for five minutes and I've noticed that I'm not sleeping very well at the moment, I know it's to do, I know obviously when we're in like high vibe at the moment with boot camp and stuff, I'm obviously checking in on things a lot more than usual. But I really have noticed this week that I've not really slept very well at all because I'm checking that more. So what are the kind of simple things like leaving your phone maybe not putting music on in the car or always trying because I always try and multitask so yeah. I'm always trying to I don't ever allow myself just to do one thing is 
can you give us some tips on how because uh, there's some people here that said um so kath said oh i can never get to that state ever and um and someone said definitely interested to hear starting steps to getting to quiet the mind can you give us some tips on how how we could do that for ourselves yeah i mean i would set yourself some time each day and know that that's what you're going to do like if if it be probably in the morning it's a good time to do it because we wake up um we get in that kind of you know we're just between sleep and awake that's when i get most of my intuitive downloads and things in that particular state as the brain waves move from the different uh, states you know theta brain waves and things so the morning is a good time to do it even if you have to set your alarm 15 minutes 20 minutes earlier to get up before your kids before your husband whatever you have to do that is the point where you know it's all very well and we can bring in kind of like woo woo techniques and things but you have to take action to do it so it's it's kind of whatever you need to do to get yourself to be accountable that that's what you need to do in that day you're going to work on this it's not something i wish i could say There was a magic pill and I could give that to you and you could dip in and dip out. But it can get to the point where it becomes effortless. Like it's effortless for me now. I don't have to meditate every day because I'm in a meditative state all the time. But in the beginning, you need to be structured. You do need to be structured. Um, that's my hard line, you know. And I, I think I said to you, didn't I? Sorry, yes, sorry. No, I just wonder, sorry for disappearing internet problems here, but can I, I I'm just going to chip in as the person who's going to straight away have an objection to that. Now, I know the power of hypnotherapy. I don't know whether you heard, but I, I've had worked on myself and I know that it makes a difference. But as some, I've got two young kids. Last night, my four-year-old woke up at half past two and I went and lay in, a, she was having a sleepover with her brother. I slept in the bed with her for a bit. She carried on chatting to me. I said, okay, if you're gonna stay chatting, we need to go back in your bed. She then wouldn't go to sleep with the light off. So I lay and tried to go to sleep with my face over my eyes with a lamp on in bed with a four-year-old. So I like the struggle is real. And I think that the idea of setting my alarm early to find the time for myself uh, is very very hard and so I just I know that there are people watching this who hopefully didn't sleep in bed with a four-year-old last night but <laughs> we will we all have excuses we're all going to come up all the time with I can't because I'm different because I have a different situation this isn't going to work for me because so how can we like nip that in the bud now and like make sure that we really do see the value of prioritizing this I think there is going to have to be some, like, you have to have a trade-off. Like, I know everybody's situation is completely different. And, what you know, but, and like you say, there is excuses. We have to be able to find that moment in the day. Like, we cannot. We can just let everything carry on around us in our situations. But how is that going to help us move forward? So if it's not in the morning, can you do it in the afternoon? Is there some, I think, Joe, when you're doing it in the evening, yeah, I yeah. tend to do mine um, when I go to bed. Like I, I kind of have, you know, I go and take my makeup off, brush my teeth, and I'm kind of in my room with just a little lamp on and I start to slow things down before bed. Yeah. I've got a husband who's a night owl, never comes to bed with me. So he's always, as soon as I go to bed, he sees it as time to watch more zombies. So fine yeah. by me. He can stay down. So I get a bit of time on my own. No, and not everyone would have that situation because maybe they go to bed with someone else and it's not appropriate. But I get that time nice and quiet for me. And and then I think, right, what can I do now to... And I haven't been doing that this week, Ruth. And this is why I'm struggling to sleep. Because if yeah. you don't invest in it, um, it does it, 
it, it really does. If you start, like last night, I think I was watching Super Nanny. I've got blooming teenagers. I, I mean, they don't even, I don't even know why I was watching Super Nanny. But chewing gum for the eyeballs. I still partake in Hollyoaks occasionally. <laughs> but I mean, I think the thing is, is if it doesn't need to be, it's whatever you can do. You know, I'm not, it's whatever feels good for you. And as long as you have that little bit of space, it's like a muscle. If we train it, it will get stronger. Um, so, you know, if you can't do 10 minutes, give five minutes, if you, you know, and then build up for 10 minutes, then when you're ready, build up for 15 minutes. And it's all about having that confidence to take control of what's going on in your life because it's very easy to let everything just run away from you. And then it's the kids and it's your husband. But when are you going to prioritize some time for you? And ultimately that has to, that has to happen. Otherwise our buckets get full. And when our buckets get full, we're not productive. So it's about taking that time, whether it be five minutes and using that to either journal down some thoughts or just actually try and just sit and not think of anything. Empty your thoughts. Um, and it will be difficult to start with, you know, it will, because it feels so unnatural, it was for me. But if you continue to try and continue to try, um, then you will start to get results of that. It's just about, and also I think the other thing is just be mindful of what thoughts you're having in the day. So when your thoughts come, are they just coming and washing over you and going, and then there was that negative thought and it's just gone and you forgot? If you have a negative thought, or you have a fear, start to examine that. Oh, what's that fear? Like now, if I get a fear, I'm not infallible. I, you know, I was nervous coming on today, you know, oh, it, 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 you know, it's natural. But I'll sit there and I will examine it. Okay, what's that fear? What's that about? You know, and I'll follow that back. What's that about? I mean, that's all I'll do in hypnotherapy. I will sit and listen to the people saying things. And then I'm like a detective, I will follow it back. Well, why are they thinking that? What are they, what are they feeling? Um, and I think it's just about being mindful of the thoughts and, and getting control of them, because that's the thing, it's taking control of your thoughts before they can take control of you. And that is a big thing, and say it again, take control of your thoughts before they can take control of you. And that is where the power lies. So it's just about whenever you can, taking that time in the day and making sure that whatever you're putting into your brain is positive, not negative. And if it is negative, understanding where that negative is coming from and where you can release that I love that I I've I've learned over the years to be curious about my negative thoughts so just rather than having a judgment about them because we could easily go oh there I go again having negative negative thoughts about myself like you can yeah. literally make a negative thought about your negative yeah. thought oh, I'm so negative, wrong I'm so negative. Oh goodness! I'm never going to stop having negative thoughts. I'm so rubbish. So I, rather than that, I just I'm like I just do this whole curious. Oh, what's that about? Why am yeah. I thinking that? Or or if I wake up the next day and um and I'm feeling a bit rubbish and maybe uh I don't know maybe I was feeling like oh I just don't feel like of the, the energy oh god again I haven't got the energy again or whatever I just go okay well what happened yesterday let's just have a little think let's be curious how was I feeling what happened why did I act like that blah 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 and uh and just try and give ourselves a bit of love and compassion I'm loving some of the messages coming through so We've got someone says, I wake to gentle music every morning from early around six-ish and I find some amazing thoughts flowing in, in as my mind is definitely in another state to once I'm fully awake. That is, 
that yeah. is good. Um, and then this, I can't even understand how can you not think? <laughs> I can force myself to think about flowers, look at trees and leaves, but how do you not think at all? For me, this is just impossible. I don't get it. <laughs> it's really hard. And I was the same way. I was like, what do you mean you can't think? It's, it's impossible. But it's, as I say, I've done a lot of work. You know, I mean, this hasn't just happened to me. I've woken up and this has happened. And I'd be lying if I said, everybody could get to this state you know it, it, they can but it takes the work and it takes the dedication and the, uh, the 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 meditation and the hypnotherapy and I've done a lot of work on that um and that's what I help people with because it can be really really difficult to do it on your own when you've got everything else going on it is um you know but it's just to be mindful you're not going to be able to just suddenly clear your thoughts but be mindful of the thoughts that you're having try to understand those thoughts and accept them and go because when you're when you're questioning them when you're when you're a detective and you're thinking about it but you're thinking about it in a calm and rational way again the fear doesn't have a chance to come in it's not trying to control it you're just asking questions so anything you can do to be able to as i say fill that space with positivity and questions but positive questions and you know finding out about things will stop the actual fear mechanism coming because that will be then what creates the panic um that will give you the, the feelings about control um which then you know it has a knock-on effect so it really is just about kind of getting control of those as best as you can in the situations that you have and this is just like everything else in business, in personal development. If this isn't your thing and you're not an expert in this, that's okay because that's why there are experts out there. Sometimes we have to, even if you've got to outsource your own brain, this is what you've got to do. Like if you don't know how to, you know, get this control of your thoughts and if you feel, and, and like what Zoe was saying about anxiety, definitely anxiety I feel is at a time when you ha- you've a- you're out of control of your thoughts and your thoughts are controlling you. I think mean, Kath says she has a really hard time with this, even doing yoga or something with an instructor. She thinks she's managed one minute at a time. One minute's amazing. And there are, and, and, and the answer is practice, absolutely. Um, and there are apps as well out there, like Headspace and Calm. Yeah, yeah. yeah that you can just, and they're, and they're free. And even like your Apple Watch can make you breathe now and again. I actually find for me yoga. So we do, I do a couple of different types of yoga with my personal trainer. And one of them she does is we do a yoga flow where I'm moving with every breath. And it's so fast, even though it's slow breath, but you're still moving quite a bit. I can't think of anything else because I'm thinking downward dog, go into warrior pose number two, do this, do that. And even though it's not 100% clear mind, there's no judgment in my thoughts. It's It's, just uh, actions. Yeah, clear thoughts. That's it. Exactly. Clear thoughts. There's no, there's nothing, no emotion. That's where the difficulty is. If there's no, if you can be thinking about things that have no emotion to it, that is really, really powerful. And I think when I spoke to you and we, we did the work together and that was one of your things, like, I can't, I can't, I just can't relax. I can't do it. And I've tried meditating, but it doesn't work. But how we did it with the, with the audio that I gave you was enough to keep you busy. 
you were busy. You weren't just relaxing. It wasn't just like, oh, look at the lovely trees. Isn't it lovely? And breathe deeply. And because that used to freak me right out. You know, as soon as people say relax and start taking a deep breath, I'd be like, oh, no. Um, so the work that we did was to keep your mind busy whilst we went in and kind of went in the back door and understood what was going on. So um, that's it. It's keeping it busy, keeping it filled yeah. positive and, you know, things. And I remember... I remember you had to change it for me because you gave me too many steps to walk down. And I I was like, there's too many steps. So I start asking questions and getting in my own way because I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've still got some more steps to go. Um, I'm not going to do this, am I? And so we had to cut the steps out. And then there was a time when the steps were going down, but you said walk up or something. I was like, I can't do that because straight away my, my body's going, yeah, oh, you're at the yeah. bottom of the steps. Why are you going to step up? So I was arguing. So you were really great at changing things because I was finding I was having objections even in hypnotherapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it, and, and that's it. And it's called, like, it's called the critical faculty to get kind of technical. And it will do anything it can because it feels like, no, 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 I've got to protect you. have got to, you know, like, oh, no, don't come in here trying to fix me. Um, so what we need to do is bypass that. And so that's where I come in, like, because we, you know, you, you have generic CDs and audios and things. But deep down, if you don't believe it, if, you know, you could be saying like, oh, I'm a millionaire and I've just, you know, I'm buying my sports car. But if you don't actually believe that's going to happen, then it's not going to go in. It will, it will stop. So it's really a good idea. Another nice tip, actually, is to... Um, when you kind of feel comfortable about sitting down and going within and actually listening to yourself, because that's the, that's, that's the, that's the thing, it's, it's quieting your mind, it's actually listening to what's going on in here and what you need to hear. So if you can sit down and actually start to understand what words are going to sound good for you about affirmations, like we crafted them for you, didn't we, Joe? Like we crafted those affirmations and I said, I suggested something, you said no, because I wouldn't say that, like that word was completely alien to me. So you helped me to craft those. We crafted them together as something that made sense to you. So if you're able to do that, to sit down and do affirmation work, make sure you're not taking the generic affirmations, but fix them so that you feel comfortable that, you know, if you have to say, I am working towards feeling calmer, not I am calm. I am doing my best to feel calmer every day. Whatever you need to change it to so that your mind goes, well, yeah, I am doing my best, actually. You know, that's not that's not that's true so you just need to kind of kind of tweak things a little bit so that your mind accepts it how can we tell then if we're like I I feel like you called it your is it your critical voice or something I feel like mine is strong (laughs) critical faculty my critical faculty I've done some really good work on that and mine is definitely right there but I'm just thinking if you um if you are like we stand in our own way a lot of the time because we let this stuff get in our way and we then stop ourselves I, I don't know pricing is a big one that comes up for us um like we're obviously talking about social media this week so we stop ourselves posting online because we're listening to all the stuff um or we find a reason why we can't and we get in our own way but the same with pricing how can we how can we spot the warning signs that we're doing something that's going to stop us reaching our goals I think so. Yeah, I mean, shiny object syndrome is a big one. And that used to be a massive one for me, like trying to kind of um, the next shiny object, like, mm. oh, I can't do that. So, um, you know, oh, I'll, I'll do that later on. But this looks really interesting and fun. So I'll go over to that. That's a really good, like, like, sort of that, that you're going to self sabotage soon, you know. 
Um, I was a big one for that. I had so many things going on, which is difficult because when we're a kind of entrepreneurial brain, we have we have ideas all the time, but it's just really then putting some on the back burner and go, okay, what do I actually need to focus on right now? And I think, um, yeah, so it's obviously there's the obvious ones that if you're starting to, you know, partake in toxic things like alcohol or eating, eating's a big one, you know, that comfort eating, then there's kind of self-sabotaging and just really just trying to kind of make excuses like, oh, you know, I'm tired today or I can't do that today or, you know, and, and there will be those kind of times when those things start to come come in and then slowly the business starts to go back. But it's about creating a business that you enjoy like you shouldn't want to get away from it you should want to you know to be hungry to get into the office every day so it's creating that and that that again is where if you can sit down every day and really think about how you want to craft that business is it what you want to do is it you know look at everything you've got does that light you up your brain but your soul is that something that is going to give you the work-life balance that you that you crave and that you want you you are the master of your own destiny you can create whatever you want you know no one's forcing you to create like it has to be this certain way you know, get creative about it get you know visualize what your dream day your dream year would be and create that um because the more we start to visualize and accept and just let go of the things we feel are on our shoulders, like, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. We don't have to do anything. We can, you know, we, we live in a society in a life now where actually we're very blessed. We can do whatever we want to do. It's just ourselves that hold each other, hold each other back um, or ourselves back. So, yeah, I'd say we get really clear on what it is you absolutely want to do because there could be a reason you're self-sabotaging. It could be self-sabotaging because you don't really want to do it. In which case, that's fine. Don't do it. Do something else. I love that idea of getting really focused with your goals. I think, um, and I really like the idea that you can create whatever you want. As someone who is now self-employed, uh, working hours that I want to be working, I, I completely get that. And I'm amazed that you can do that, you know. And I think there are lots of people who are, we were talking to Krishna just now, who's started her bookkeeping practice this year. And she works around her children and she's bringing in the income she needs because she's believed that it is possible to create that. So it very much is about telling yourself that, yes, you can do this and this is OK. Um, I think that visibility is a massive the idea of visibility is a massive roadblock for bookkeepers. And that's particularly something we're focusing on this week while we're talking about social media. Um, what can people do to help themselves feel more comfortable about being visible? um yeah where can they start I mean I think a lot of that is is to do and it comes really back to that core belief of not being good enough or fear of failure um so which is very common I think we, we all go through that at stages and certainly becoming visual you know you're sticking your head above the parapet really aren't you so it's like it's like oh no um but I think if you're confident in what you what you you know where I come from and you know I can speak with my belief system. Obviously, everyone else has their own belief systems and you have to sit with that. But from where I come from in my belief system, the more I go within, the more I listen to my intuitive side that we all have, we just don't listen to anymore, the more it will be easier because you'll be excited about what you're doing. You'll feel comfortable about the prices you're charging. 
you'll feel like you want to get your services out there for other people because you know lots of people need bookkeeping services you know you're helping them you are kind of offering them a service you know um and i think when it comes to things like social media do what you're comfortable with you know i personally when i started out doing um uh, facebook and things i started a completely new facebook uh profile when I started doing business stuff, because I didn't want the people on there. I didn't. I mean, they, they weren't going to be interested in anything I had to say. So I actually started from scratch. And that's when I started to meet lovely people. And I built my whole uh, Facebook around very positive people who are interested in what I do. So that can be if you really feel like I really don't want to kind of go live on my profile page. It's full of like my grandma and my auntie and, you know then just set yourself up with something else. You know, we can have multiple email addresses now. LinkedIn is a good one because it's a very supportive business site. So you can do anything you want on there business related and not feel that you're, um, you know, that someone's going to say, oh, that's, you shouldn't be saying that. So I think be strategic in where you're going to place it. What feels comfortable for you? What audience do you have there already? Do you need to get rid of some people off that audience? Don't feel bad about that. If they're people that are going to give you negativity and nothing, bring nothing into your life, then get rid of them. Why are you keeping them there? So I think it's it's part of that too. So as much as basically getting into your own mind and being happy with what you're doing, comfortable with what you're doing, it's also a strategy as well in, in terms of like, just be strategic on where you're going and feeling comfortable with that for the first, you know, and, and then you get you get used to it and you don't care anymore. So I love that we need to go in to get out there. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's, yeah. so, that's so good. And um, someone has said that this is interesting because I love my work and clients until one of them upset the system recently. And I found myself thinking, I don't want a client like this. And now I struggle to get into the work for them. If that happens, it just means that they're not your ideal client that you are and this is your business you can disengage that client and we heard today that from Krishna that she rebranded her business and a client that she had in the business didn't hold the same values her new branding that she had and she so she disengaged you're entitled to do that you do not have to keep clients and um and I love what Lisa says in the words and the famous words of Marie Kondo does it spark your joy yes do what you enjoy absolutely and um and I I think I'm I'm very lucky that I I love what I do but building a business where you're happy and you enjoy has to be a conscious decision. I have started businesses in the past where that wasn't the goal. The goal was to earn money. Yeah. And then I wasn't happy. So now me and my sister, whenever we make a decision in our practice, we say to us, will this make us happy and content? Absolutely. And whatever that means to her is different to what that means to me. But unless we both say yes, then it doesn't go ahead. And that is now the focus. You have to decide and choose to be happy and enjoy your business. You, It doesn't just happen um, if you accept everybody into your world because they're not all going to be and what I love about social media it repels people from me because the more visible I am there's going to be people that think well she's not for me great because you're not going to be for me either so bye and move on because there's someone else behind you that I want to talk to so I think being more visible helps me to attract the people that I do want to but it's taken it's taken a long time to get to this point and uh, like we said earlier about the mindfulness it all takes practice 
and repetition. It is. I mean, and, you know, we we can't say that, you know, tomorrow you're going to wake up and that's all, you know, but it's about just having a few steps and a few tools and just really just to start to become mindful about it. And the more you start to think about these things and, you know, just the hour that we're spending here or the 40 minutes here, how much good stuff is going into your brain and stopping you from really focusing on all the other stuff. So if you can just really focus on those positive things and, yeah, like you say, don't come from that scarcity mindset. You know, we're all able to do that. The scarcity mindset, I have to have as many clients as possible because the money's got to flow. Um, but actually, when you start to release that, you know, and you start to do it and lead with joy, people are going to kind of gravitate towards you anyway. And they're going to be the clients that you need to work with. I love that so much. I think this has helped everybody so much to move forward. I think this is the little um, reminder that we needed at this point, uh, that what we're doing is the right thing and it's okay. And you can you can be yourself online and um, the people who need to know who you are will be interested and the people who don't, won't. <laughs> That's okay. It has to come from the heart, you know, and, um, you know, no one's asking people to be and it's, it's about letting your personality come through. And not everybody will be your biggest fan and for you, but that's okay. You know, that's all right. It's okay. You'll find the people that you do resonate with and that you do align with. And those are the people that will just bring you joy in, in the work that you do. You know, that you love your clients, not like, oh my God, I've got an awful client. You know, so I think that's it. And um, it's a huge subject, um, an absolutely massive subject. But I think for me, it should be one of the most important things that you do um, when you're setting up a new business is to be working on your mindset and your limiting beliefs because I think so many people tag it on like a little kind of afterthought, like, oh, you know, we just do a bit of mindset, a bit of mindset, you hear it all the time, you know. It's such a massive subject and actually it's about how you want to live the rest of your life, you know, and do you want to live with this, with this fear and this control and all of that? Or do you want to live feeling in control of yourself in your thoughts and joy and being successful and happy in that oh thank you so much Ruth do you want to tell people how they can connect with you and find out more about what you do yeah sure yes um you can connect with me on on Facebook I don't have a group I'm not really into uh into that um I just kind of connect with people I uh, I kind of do a lot of networking things I work with people like that you can contact me on there you can friend press me um I do have a page as well just under Ruth Petroliffy and also my website uh which is ruthpetroliffy.com amazing thank you so much and everyone who everyone who's watching this go and follow Ruth because I think that you <laughs> she's just got so much wisdom if you, you know and I think we all need it right now um come back and join us as well if you're following along with bookkeepers Bootcamp, we're going to be back again at two o'clock and we're speaking to Ashley Leeds about how we can use LinkedIn so hopefully you're feeling like you're in a really good positive space now and you're ready to embrace that so come and learn from Ashley at two o'clock and we will see you a bit later thanks so much Ruth take care thanks Ruth thank you bye don't forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free Facebook group the six-figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.